everyone, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm an Aquarian who enjoys long walks on the beach. <laughs> no, I'm just a martial artist. I'm, I'm a karate practitioner. I'm a martial arts practitioner. Um, all things martial arts I really enjoy and really love. So today, I'm going to call this podcast Know When to Hold Them, Know When to Fold Them, which is a direct reference to The Gambler, which is a uh, Kenny Rogers song. <laughs> so thanks, Kenny. So I want to talk today about the importance of kumite, the importance of sparring, and where it should sit, at least in my estimation, in a training regime. And in this instance, I'm talking about my training regime. Maybe it will resonate with you, maybe it won't. So, in Gojuru Karate, as I have been brought up to believe, <laughs> or has been my experience, there's several different types of sparring. Uh, we think in terms of, when we think of sparring, people usually think in terms of kumite. But kumite has so many different connotations. People think in terms of uh, the point fighting style, non-contact, if there is such a thing, uh, full contact, so on and so forth. I really enjoy, I really enjoyed as a younger man, full contact. I still like a fair amount of contact. Um, that's just how I am. Um, I like to receive contact and I like to give contact, albeit with control. I don't think there's any reason to, you should really be causing permanent damage or hurting each other needlessly. <clears throat> you know, suffice it to say, I think uh, sparring is an important part of your training. For me, that's an interesting thing these days because I do 90% of my training by myself. I have a very small dojo. Um, I have a group of friends, senior practitioners that I train with on a regular basis. But for me, there are so many things that need work in my karate, from stances to kata to bunkai to conditioning to not only learning kata but also maintaining kata um, that I don't spar as much as what I used to when I was younger. I don't think this is because I'm frightened to spar, I just think that probably my priorities have changed but I do enjoy getting together with someone who is, a good, is, is good at sparring, is good at nandore, good at kumite and um, getting a good sweat on. And I believe it's true that you learn more in 10 minutes of good sparring, or in 2 minutes of good sparring, than you would in 2 hours of hitting pads. Although hitting pads and things like that are really important. So for me, sparring takes pride of place, but here's some of the conditions. I want to spar and train with people who can challenge me, but at the same time, not only give technique, but receive technique. I'm a big believer in kakia. Uh, Kaki is the, the pushing hands, I guess, the sensitivity drill, which is not peculiar just to Gojuru, but is one of, I guess, one of the staples of our sparring style. Um, I really like uh, one-step sparring. If one could meet that in the sense that, you know, um, a pre-arranged attack, I think it teaches uh, ma'ai and distancing. Uh, and building from there, I think it's always a always a terrible thing to jump straight into sparring. I, I like, for me, if the situation is ideal and we have time on our side, to actually build some time towards making sure that when we're sparring that we've warmed up to it, in a sense. 
Um, that's not always possible, but in an ideal situation, that's definitely what I like to do. So we'll go from one step, two step, three step, to perhaps kake, um, a free freestyle kake, and then move on to dandori. Now dandori to me is a give and take kind of a scenario, in that you're learning timing, flow, you're throwing the technique, and it's a mutual exchange. Um, there's a gentleman who is a master of knife fighting, um, among other things, a guy called Doug Marqueda. If you get a chance to check out his videos, amazing. Um, but fantastic philosophy, so fantastic martial artist, but he said that sparring should always be a conversation, not an argument. Now some people may sort of see that as well, you know, it's a contradiction in terms. For me, sparring is always a conversation. Um, and for myself now, heading towards the big 5-0, I want to make sure that I'm able to walk after I train. Um, there's also a wonderful Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner called Kurt Osiander, who I've never trained with, uh, but I've watched a few of his videos online. Again, if you get a chance, great guy, real hard case. But he talks about how he has to, he talks about, I can't make power like I used to when I was younger. So I have to be more aware of what I do in my training. And I think that's where I'm at. I think sparring is really important, but I think as long as it's something productive, it shouldn't be easy, and it should be done with someone that you trust, someone that's, whose control you trust, and at the same time, someone you're going to learn from, and, and hopefully they'll learn from you. I know there's a lot of practitioners out there who don't spar, and I think it's a personal preference thing. If your goal is to be an MMA fighter, and fight in the UFC and things like that, and inspiring is definitely, definitely an important part of that. <laughs> My goal is not to be in the UFC, I'm well past it, but I want to have good technique, I want to know what it is that I'm doing, and I want to do it in a adversarial style, but I want to do it in a safe style. Some people look at sparring as, um, it always has to be a competition, as you can hear from what I've said, I don't believe that to be the case but it is an important part. As I said, I don't get an opportunity to do it as much as perhaps I would like, so I always cherish the opportunity to get together uh, with good friends and practicing, practice technique, um, practice uh, blocking and all those basic fundamental things. So knowing when to hold them is knowing when to um, throw your technique, how to throw your technique. For me, I don't believe in throwing a technique unless you can control it. I don't wear protective equipment when I spar because that's just not how I've grown up with it. Um, although I have trained at Dojo that do, and if you're training with someone who wears protective equipment, I think that is completely their right to do so. Um, I only wear protective equipment if I'm protecting an injury. And if the injury is such um, that it affects my sparring or my ability to control my technique, then I just don't spar, to be totally honest. Don't exacerbate injuries. Um, but I think as long as you are learning and it's an, it's an exchange and you're getting a good sweat on and there's a mutual respect, I think it can be a real positive thing. So know when to fold them is knowing when, especially around tournaments and things like that, you know, full contact tournaments. I think for me, I sincerely believe I'm not getting... Uh, stronger as I get older <laughs> I'm hoping to maintain so 
I have to look at it and go, look, if I'm going to compete and things like that, especially in a contact division, what, who's competing? Is it my ego that I want to prove that I'm still young? Um, or <laughs> am I content to just um, pot away at my training? I guess the second one is me. Um, my days of doing probably full contact are over. And I don't say that with a sense of false humility. I mean that I can probably take a, a few hits and give a few hits, but you know I've got better things to do with my time then spend weeks in packing myself with ice and <laughs> not being able to walk, which, you know, as we get older, you know, that takes longer for the body to um, recover. And as my mother is so fond of reminding me, you're not 21 anymore. So I certainly am not 21 anymore. So know when to hold them. There's no knowing how to um, meter and balance your technique. Know when to fold them is to be honest with yourself and know what your limitations are and being not be frightened to say, yeah, too hard. It was too hard. Taking care of your body, getting better at your karate and creating a mentality of a marathon rather than a hundred-yard dash. Anyway, that's how I look at sparring. I think sparring is really important, but I think there's lots of different ways to achieve the goals of improvisation, technique, and just having a good old time fighting an opponent. <laughs> anyway, so as Kenny, as Kenny Rogers always says, you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough counting when the dealing's done. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I should stick to karate. <laughs>